0: All right, this is Steve Taylor, Whatever Happened to Sin People. I know you can't hear it, can you? Quote,
1: well, the only human choice ahead.
0: Yeah. If you can't support it, why don't you abort it instead?
1: You say you pray to the sky.
0: Why? Why, when you are
1: afraid to take a stand down here. Because
0: while a holy talk reads like a bad
1: ad lib, silence screams you around in the crib.
0: Say it ain't none of my business, huh? A woman's got a right to choose. Yeah, they do. Now a digger. Next you pull the trigger. What then? Whatever happens Alright, we're gonna talk about abortion at the bottom of the hour, just so you know. For, for many reasons, but there's a, a video I'm gonna show you, okay? I heard the reverend
1: say the good
0: We're gonna talk about that at the top of the hour.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, he did. I'm
2: theology nights.
1: What? the river may be a little confused.
2: Oh, if the Lord
0: don't care, to Tell it to the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I know.
2: It huh? Yeah, it does. Is the
0: again. To sin? I know we don't like to talk about that S word, but you know, just saying. We're go ahead, and show this out here.
2: National Guard but You can shake your hand later That you never gotten involved But you never got the message Because
0: your mind's on. on hold Yeah it is
1: A politician next door Four, he set the Washington Ooh. Arena on fire It's are so But they're gonna make him a liar but He's a good old boy Who was born and raised In the buckle of the Bible Belt Yeah. Just embellish the Make truth. America great again.
0: Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Tell them that you're bored again. Why not? I love this song. It's such a good song. Steve Taylor was brilliant when he wrote this. Okay, it's almost over. Yeah, it is we got to let it end. There you go. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop that. Pull that out of my head. Because, just in case you guys don't know, I asked, you know, gosh, it was probably two or three months ago I asked. I told you guys that well, no, here's what happened. Hey, Kelly! Hi, Kelly! Nice to see you, my friend, all the way over there in California. Yeah. How are you guys doing over here on Periscope? Melanie, Paulette, Mia, and whoever else is out there watching clandestinely. I know you do. If you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. On YouTube as well. Don't forget you guys can subscribe to it. Yeah, you can. You can subscribe to everything. All right. So here's the thing. Um, Don't
1: worry about that. A
0: couple months ago, I told you a guy I... I I was doing our show and the volume was so loud in my headset. That's why I started stop watching it. I think I did something to my ear because I've had ringing in my ears pretty much ever since. And it's uh, like, it's very irritating. <laughs> With an I, I-R-R. <laughs> uh, right now my ears are fine though. But man, between allergies and then this weird thing, it's like, I'm like, okay. All right. Anyway that was for free. Okay, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about a number of stories. We got this top story, seven people that Christians trust more than their pastors. Only seven? <laughs> we're going to talk about that. At the bottom of the hour, I have this this video I want to show you of a woman who is talking to to uh, some children about her abortion, okay? And the reason I'm playing this, I'm going to we're going to dedicate the whole bottom of the hour to it probably because it's eight minutes where we want to talk and communicate and, and all that during it. And here's the thing, you know what you guys? Uh, you know, January, hmm, January twenty third is when the the, whole, the most horrible one of the most horrible decisions in human history and American history uh, was passed down uh, when when the Supreme Court decided to say that you can have a right to kill your baby with Roe v. Wade, right? I mean the Supreme Court did that and it's just it's 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 a tragedy. They basically said you can have the constitutional right to kill your preborn baby. And I say preborn, I don't say unborn because the baby's living inside the mom's womb. Just saying, it's a womb without a view. <laughs> Get it? No, I'm just <laughs> Anyway, the and so anyway, though this isn't funny because the the next anniversary of Roe v. Wade takes place in a couple of weeks, and every year there's a march on Washington. There's a pro-life march that usually doesn't get any like um, um, coverage from the mainstream liberal media that promotes abortion. Um, C-SPAN does cover it, thankfully, and and now that we have live streaming and and other organizations out there that actually care about the issue, they do too, and we actually talk about it here too, but I find it no mistake that these stories are are coming up to the forefront right now, because this is, January is the month where the enemy likes to mock God, okay, you know what I'm saying? So here's the thing, we're going to talk about that, and just so you know, my My heart and my, my heart is really, honestly, if you're a lady that's had an abortion, I do not condemn you at all. Okay. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there. They get, they get pushed into it. They get, um, you know, and they really don't know. I mean, some, some girls really don't know what they're doing. And the, the long-term effects of this is horrible. It's horrible. And you know, here's the other thing. One in four women who identify as a Christian and go to church, that's 25% of women have actually had an abortion, right? I mean, so there's no doubt in your body where you go to church, where you fellowship, there's women there who've had an abortion and they sit there, they suffer in silence. A lot of them, they've never gotten any help, but they deal with the, with the, with that fateful day and that decision. They remember the day it happened because that would have, you know, that would have, um, you know, if they hadn't done it, then however many months later would have been their child's birth day uh you know and fortunately though there is help for women who who that's happened to and then often the the man there's so many men who are also you know suffering from post um basically post traumatic stress disorder as a result of of either paying for the abortion forcing the woman to get the abortion uh, my friend Matt Barber actually is such a man he he heads up the the website barbwire.com you can go check that out but he's talked openly about how he before he was a believer forced his girlfriend to get an abortion and he wishes he hadn't because now he doesn't have a child that he could have had um so there's a lot of unseen consequences to this behavior right and it's and it's it's sad because um Because so many people live in their bondage and shame, but they don't know how much God loves them, right? And here's the thing. Jesus loves you. If this happened to you, you know, if you're a man or a woman and this this issue has tenderly touched your life, just so you know, God loves you. He loves you, right? He knows. He knows your heart. And all you got to do is just come to him and say, you know what? I repent. I am so sorry that this happened that I participated in this and you know what? He'll forgive you. And I can tell you what, if you, if that's you, please get in touch with me because there are a lot of resources I can point you to so that you can, you can begin your recovery. I actually have good friends in this audience that I know that, um, um, that, uh, you know, that I know that this has happened to you. I have more than one friend that that has had an abortion. So I understand, you know, I mean, I understand the, you know the 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 process and all that. So, anyway, um, I just want to extend that to you because God loves you. He's the author of life, and um, in in Psalm one hundred and thirty nine, one of my favorite verses, it says, "God fearfully and wonderfully made us. He knit us together in our mother's womb." You know, He knows us. He knows our our thoughts. He knows everything about us. You know, that's what makes the enemy, AKA the devil, mad. Because, um, he, he knows us so well, right? You know, and the enemy gets mad because God created us in his image. And so these things that we're going to look at today, I have to share with you, um, honestly, it's just an attack on the image of God and mankind, right? If you don't think you're valuable, then ask yourself, why is the enemy, aka the devil, aka the deceiver, aka the father of lies, aka the... What, what's the Beelzebub? You know, the fought fa- the what's that? The the
1: Lord of the Flies. Lord
0: of the Flies. I was trying to think of it, and I just I couldn't see it, but I couldn't think of it because I'm at that age. <laughs> um, why is the enemy like so persistent? Well, because he hates God, and he hates you because you are made in His image. So, anyway, so what we're going to talk about today? I'm gonna sprinkle this in. I want to share. Yeah, I'm going to do the lead story first. I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to be like Glenn Beck. Okay. Plus, I'm not Mormon. (laughs) Okay, so let's look at this first story. This is um, over on Christianity Today's website. The seven people Christians trust more than their pastors. (laughs) Okay. Gallup's latest polls uh, finds Americans now believe clergy at a record low are nearly as honest and ethical as journalists at a record high. <laughs> oh, this is so sad, but I have to share it because it's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. Okay, it says here though the Bible describes shepherds of the church as, quote, blameless, unquote, Titus 1 6, upright, Titus 1 8, and above reproach, 1 Timothy 3 2, Americans, even Christians, take a more uh, pessimistic view. According to a new Gallup survey, Uh, The country's perception of pastors fell to a record low in 2018. Fewer than half of American Christians, 42%, believe clergy have high or very high standards of honesty and ethics, according to breakouts provided by Christianity Today. Self-identified Christians were about as likely to rate clergy's ethical standards as just average, 43%, and about 1 in 10, 12%, consider them low or very low. Among Americans as a whole, trust in the clergy fell to 37%, making it the eighth most trusted profession in the country, ranking below multiple medical professions, teachers, and police, and just above journalists and building contractors. Now, let me say something, okay? Before we continue, I just have to say something in defense of this this thing, right? Now, this here is bad news, but it's also good news, okay? Because... Well, I'll tell you that in a minute. I'll I'll explain what I mean in a minute. Okay, so it says here, over the last 40 years, Gallup has measured the country's view of the trustworthiness of faith leaders along with a range of other professions. Clergy trust uh, peaked in 1985 when two-thirds of Americans said clergy had a higher, very high honesty and ethical standard. Gotta think back to when, what was going on in 85 and who was president, people. Yeah. You know who it was? You know who president was in 1985? You remember? Put it put it in the chat box if you remember. Okay, that percentage uh, hovered in the high 50s throughout the 1990s until dropping to 52% in 2002, around the height of the sexual abuse scandals in the Catholic Church. Though Americans' ratings of their clergy rallied slightly, they've been on a steady downward trajectory for most of the last decade. These latest low ratings on the clergy come on the heels of more investigations into child sex abuse by Catholic priests in the U.S. Uh, state Gallup researchers. Okay, when the priest is an abuser, I gotta rub my nose. Um, whoop, gotta turn that back up. It breaks all confidence and trust uh, in the authority of the church. John Armstrong, president of Act Three Network, told CT in the aftermath of a case in Pennsylvania that unveiled a decades-long cover-up of a scandal in which hundreds of priests abused more than one thousand children. Men and women turn toward clergy in some of the most intimate moments of their lives. They are conduits of people's deeply held religious convictions that shape the way we understand this world and the next, said John Fay, professor of American history at Messiah College and a former guest on our show, by the way. John is awesome. Uh, The kinds of scandals and authoritarian leadership that we saw this year among the clergy undermines the trust we place in them. According to the December poll, Catholics are less likely than Protestants to continue to trust church leaders. Gee, I wonder why? Fewer than third, 31%, give positive remarks to clergy compared to around half of Protestants. So, you know, just so you know, the Catholics are not really happy. They're not happy. <laughs> uh, but in the wake of the hashtag Me Too. Protestants have also seen their share of misconduct over the past year with the removal of veteran Southern Baptist leader Paige Patterson from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. By the way, I should say Paige Patterson has completely been railroaded, and Janet Mefford actually did an interview with him. And um so don't believe everything you read about about that in the liberal media allegations against Bill Hybels, of Willow Creek, and widespread accusations of abuse among other independent Baptist pastors. Of course, Bill Hybels completely guilty, uh, and he's the father of the, the secret sensitive movement that has destroyed the lives of so many. Despite declining trust in faith leaders, a separate Gallic poll recently named Pope Francis as the, first, as the fourth most admired man among Americans. Well, just so you know, I don't admire him. Uh, the Dalai Lama is number eight. This, this marks first year in more than the six decades that Billy Graham, who died in February, has not made the top 10, which is limited to living people. He was on the list every year since 1955, and rightfully so. The greats are gone, just so you know. All right. So anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of the article because it's long. Let's go scroll down, though, barefaced to, to the graphic. Bless you, my brother, my husband. Okay, anyway, so here's the... Here is the 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 graphic, right? I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, but I'm just gonna say here it says, please tell me how you would rate the honesty and ethical standards of people in these different fields. Very high, high, average, low, or very low. Okay. And so very high of the people that they put in this thing. This is key, okay. Remember, this is a poll. They narrowed people out. Notice that pornography producers aren't in this list. Just so you know, it's not like drug dealers are on here either. (laughs) You know, and other unethical, like gamblers. Are they on this list? No. Okay. But nurses, people trust them. And you know what? I have to say high five. If you're a nurse out there, you rock, man. I mean, seriously, I love nurses. Nurses are awesome people. Nurses are the mercy givers of the world. Most of them are. Um, I met, when I had my hysterectomy, I had the most awesome nurses ever they were they were awesome. Medical doctors, most are good. <laughs> Pharmacists, I know a couple. they're pretty good too. High school teachers, people trust those. police officers, yes, they and you know there's some bad apples, but you know most police officers are good. Accountants, accountants. <laughs> Funeral directors is right above. Clergy, right? <laughs> so who would have thought funeral directors would even fall into this category? I wouldn't have. But now the people under the clergy, these are the people we need to worry about. We need to worry about journalists. <laughs> uh, building contractors. You know, honestly, building contractors, so many of them, they need to be like like number one in my opinion. Uh, bankers. Bankers. That's interesting. Number
1: one in what respect.
0: Well, number one, on like you least trusted. Yeah, least trusted. Like, don't trust a building contractor, real estate agents. And here's the thing, man. I have I I know so many real estate agents, but real estate agents, labor union leaders. Well, that's kind of self-explanatory. Lawyers, that's just (laughs) that's self-explanatory. Business execs, stockbrokers. Advertising Practitioners, a.k.a. Marketers. Um, And right below that is telemarketers. (laughs) Car salespeople. I have a a friend on social media who is a car salesman. I love him. He lives here in Tennessee. Anyway, and members of Congress. (laughs) Ah, So, hey, just saying. So, what's the good news? The good news is in this list, this selected list of 20 occupations, Clergy is in the top 10. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's eight people above. So the good news, like I said, there's good and bad news. The good news is that the clergy are in the top 10. That's good news. Let's reframe, right? The bad news is, is that there's, they, they really should be higher, but they're not. And that really is a bummer because that's <laughs> I'm like a black eye on the church. Um, so it's kind of like quote the state of the church. So, if you want to read this article, I'm going to go ahead. I will tweet it out on my Bible News Radio Twitter account as soon as I can figure out where the tweet thing is, and you guys can go ahead and read it at your leisure, or leisure, depending on how you say that word. Leisure. Yeah, how barefaced is the word? Okay. Now we have a couple other stories I want to get to. Quote. All right. So over here on Breitbart, Mr. Breitbart, Andrew Andrew Breitbart. Uh, here's the article it says Jewish families will leave the United Kingdom if faith schools force to promote LGBT lifestyles now this I thought was interesting because you know the, the, the LGBT lobby is everywhere all over the world and you know it says here that thousands of Jewish families will leave Britain if the government goes ahead with plans to force schools to promote LGBT lifestyles to children an orthodox campaigner has warned
1: Grover is warning, too.
0: Yeah, Mr. is warning, too. All right. It says here, lawyers acting for the uh, Tretti activist and father, Shranga Stern, have written to British education minister Nick Gibb warning draft guidelines requiring schools to actively promote same-sex relationships and alternate lifestyles as equally valid would breach religious freedom provisions under European human rights law. Not a big shock. Mr. Stern, whose seven children... Our age between two and, t- 2 and 12 argues that in the Orthodox Jewish world, it falls to parents or legal guardians and not to schools to teach children about sex and relationships. All right? So that's, that's good. That's normal. My father taught me about relationships at the appropriate time. I want to do the same. We do not want sex education uh, taught in schools. Um, we are tolerant of different lifestyles, but we do not promote them, the Sunday Times reported him as saying. Um, And then it goes on to say, Department of Education advice, advice, which demands, quote, homosexuality, same-sex relationships, and gender reassignment be introduced in the classroom with the active promotion of respect. Now, I don't know about you, but I was always taught that respect is earned. You know, you treat people with respect, they'll treat you with respect. Behavior is learned, but this is indoctrination. Okay. That's just pure and simple. This, this is complete indoctrination. Um, I mean, because the act of promotion of respect of a sinful lifestyle or a behavior that goes against God's uh, moral compass and his law, wh- why should we respect that? That's what he's saying. You know, hey, I, I don't have to, and I'm not going to do that. Anyway. So he goes on to say is described as morally unacceptable and unlawful by representatives of Mr. Stern in their 19 page letter, which claims thousands of Orthodox Jews will have to leave Britain if the rules are put into effect. The draft advice goes beyond requiring toleration and in effect challenges the very essence of religious beliefs right? Lawyers for Mr. Stern, who is the director of a London-based construction firm, according to Jewish News. So I'm not going to read the rest because, again, it's long, but you get the point, right? Get the point. Is it crazy to you that we have fallen, like, this far? I mean, seriously, you guys, the world has lost its mind. Really, really has. All right. Moving on to Oklahoma speaking of the homosexual agenda okay in oklahoma oklahoma's website kfor.com um out of oklahoma there's an article titled oklahoma state representative to sponsor bill banning conversion therapy why is this so important why 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 is the devil having people like want to ban therapy for people uh because
1: that want it hmm? that want it yeah
0: that want because well because Because, anyway, so it says here, an Oklahoma lawmaker says he plans to sponsor a bill that would ban conversion therapy for minors. According to the American Psychological Association, sexual orientation conversion therapy refers to counseling and psychotherapy to attempt to eliminate individuals' sexual desires for members of their own sex. Representative Jason Dunnington, Democrat, of course, Oklahoma told News 4 he plans to sponsor a bill banning this in Oklahoma. It was drafted by Sage Malden, a professor at the University of Oklahoma, one who is beholden to the LGBT lobby and agenda, obviously. The practice of trying to change a child's sexual orientation has a history of negative consequences, including but not limited to depression, suicide, feeling dehumanized, self-loathing, self-harm, loss of friends, guilt, and hopelessness. Rhetoric. Representative Dinington said when discussing a ban on conversion therapy for children under the age of 18, it's important not to get stuck debating that the definition of conversion and making sure we are protecting children from unnecessary abuse. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say one thing here. and I know you you completely agree. Barefaced. I know you do. Um, I would say, the practice of forcing a child to not deal with the feelings of their unwanted same-sex attraction has a history of negative consequences included, but not limited to depression, suicide, feeling dehumanized, self-loathing, self-harm, loss of friends, guilt, and hopelessness. Just saying. Anyway. So, that's that. Um, Like I said, you know, their whole goal, I remember... The day that the Supreme Court decided to legalize homosexual so-called marriage in America, I was watching, I think it was C-SPAN, and the lady from the human rights campaign got up and they were talking, blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 this is so great, blah, blah, and our goal is to, to make sure that no one can say anything bad about homosexuality or anything ever. We're going to ban everything. So it's not, it wasn't really about marriage like they claim. Bareface.
1: yeah, I like the, I like the subtle oh, it's important not to get stuck debating the definition of conversion let's not, Let's not debate what it is we're trying to outlaw. Let's just make it blanket and any, we don't want to really define it because then we'd have to defend it so it's, it's like saying, well, you know, we're going to make we're going to make you know animal abuse illegal. All right well let's let's not get stuck defining what abuse is let's just let's just say, let's make it amorphous in general, and anything anything, any kind of interaction with an animal that might be construed by someone, someone might get offended by it, what we're just going to outlaw. It. I mean, how can you how can, how can you legislate a, a prohibition, a banning of something that you're not even willing to define? Well, let's not get stuck debating the definition of conversion. We're, we're gonna, we're just gonna outlaw conversion therapy. We're not gonna put in the law really what it is or try to define it because what kind of, what kind of, what kind of legislation is that? What kind of law is this, this bill? What does it describe? Well, conversion therapy. Well, okay, it's therapy to convert. What is conversion? Well, we're, we're not, we're not gonna define that. Let's not get silliness to get stuck in defining the thing that we're trying to ban, because, you know, it's important that we just ban it without defining it. It's It just shows their true colors, you know, uh, that we're, we're not really concerned about the practice, because uh, Samuel, what's his name, and all that. Britain. I mean, Britain, yeah, and, and all his tall Classic. tales that have been exposed for the lies that they are, even on the side of, you know the you know pro lgbt crowd you know so it's like well those tactics you know have proved they were successful at first until you know the coverage were taken off and exposed to be you know the the this baloney that it was so it's like well we're we're not even get close to that we're not we're not even we're rather than to rather than um you know uh talk about even conversion therapy we're gonna not even define what conversion is we just want you to stay away from these kids that we're preying upon. We don't want you to talk about, we want you to do nothing but affirm and confirm uh the sexual anarchy that we're trying to foist on, on minors. Cause if we don't catch them when they're kids, they're less likely to buy, hook, line, and sinker the agenda that we're pushing when they're adults. And know, when they can you know, when their brains are fully developed can think this through you know, we really want to grab them while they're kids. And so we want to put out there, we're going to offer some legislation that doesn't actually define what's illegal. I mean, (laughs) how do you enforce something like that? Well, this is, well, you know, legislation is famous for spelling out, you know, you know, section, paragraph, subparagraph, and, you know, legalese, what is and isn't. And it's now here he's, you know co-sponsoring this legislation so let's let's not get let's not get stuck debating the definition of conversion
0: and by the way you guys were right it was reagan (laughs) from like 10 minutes ago so okay so we gotta gotta remind everybody of our sponsor ariel ministries you guys if you uh if if you haven't um actually Visited Ariel lately. I'm am actually still waiting to find out what January's Bible study is. I haven't. There's a new guy, so I'm I haven't worked with him yet. So, so that's why I'm not giving you a new one. <laughs> but in the meantime, you can still go over to biblenewsradio.com and go over to our uh, resources page, and you can buy stuff over there. I would encourage you to buy Doug Hershey's book from us, so that I can send it to you, um, because it's it's actually a really good book about Israel. But Ariel, if you if you want to buy anything there we have some suggested uh things there for you and uh, you can click through and then save 20 percent when you use the coupon code bible news yeah so i want to thank all of you guys also for uh for doing that for becoming uh patrons of ariel and supporting the ministry you know they're a smaller ministry you know their budget isn't 10 million dollars a year it's it's actually i think it's around a million or so um, and for a worldwide ministry like that, that's... that's With several
1: employees. With,
0: with a lot of employees, exactly. Uh, our budget is like way lower than that. <laughs> so, hey, if you want to donate to our show uh, at the same time, Bible News Radio, uh, you can do that as well. Become a pillar of our community by just becoming a monthly donor. And um, any, any amount is helpful. Uh, we're very grateful for that. So, I am... Just want to say thank you for that. All right. I also um. Uh, I'm thinking about my next comment. I think I won't talk about that. Okay. I think what I want to do is I want to I want to give you a good news story. And then let's look at this abortion thing that I was talking about earlier. So there's an article over on ChristianNews.com. Uh, titled "They Had to Be Loved Back to Life." Children who had been chained, abused, now have forever family and Christian home. Isn't that a beautiful picture there? I love I love seeing happy families. It says here, two Texas children who had been rescued after being found chained in a couple's backyard have now been placed with a forever family, and God is being credited with providing both the adoptive family and the children exactly what they needed to heal from life's wounds. What? What? what, what, what? I know. I know. According to the San Antonio Express News, Alan and LaKenya Shaw had been wanting children for, new, for nearly two decades, and their hearts had been hurting after experiencing a miscarriage. One day, while LaKenya was singing at church, a woman in the pews who had been taking care of her two foster children believed that God was telling her that Shaw was to be the mother of the children. Teresa Neely felt compelled to obtain the Shaw's phone number and introduce them to little Josiah and Naomi. Um... Siblings who had made headlines after they were found in horrid conditions in 2016. According to reports, the children had been left by their mothers in the care of an acquaintance and her boyfriend, but the couple abused them. After police were called to the home due to reports of children crying for hours, sheriff's deputies found Naomi, then three, tied to a garage door with her hands above her head, and Josiah, five, chained to a dog spike. They both had bruises, and Josiah had used the ground for the bathroom. The children's mother later pled guilty. Got, duh. Anyway, to child abandonment, and her friends were imprisoned for child abuse. Hopefully, for a long time, because people like this, I just want to punch. I want to beat the crap out of them. Honestly, <laughs> I know it's so Christian of me, but um, yeah. Anyway. Neely had no idea that, that the Shaws had been greatly desiring a child, but felt that God was telling her that Josiah and Naomi were, were meant to be placed with them. This turned out to be a prayer answered with tears flowing from her face. She responded, these babies were purposed for us, she wrote on GoFundMe. But not only did the Shaws adopt Josiah and Naomi, but also their baby brother, Matthew, who the children's mother gave birth birth while in prison. Video footage of the adoption finalization at the courthouse last May on Alan's birthday shows Naomi smiling and singing Jesus Loves Me into the microphone on the judge's bench. The children also sang happy birthday to their new father. They had to be loved back to life, Shaw told the San Antonio Express News, adding that the children's background just makes us want to love them more. I needed Josiah and I needed Naomi. God knew what we all needed. Neely launched a GoFundMe page shortly after the adoption to help the family find a larger home to move into the children. Psalm 68, which is actually one of my favorite, I love Psalm 68, verse 6 says, God setteth the solitary in families, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains. Psalm 113, 9 also states, he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children, praise ye the Lord. And, and, uh, we're not going to play the video, but I will tweet this out so you guys can see it. Um, I wanted to share this because a lot of times people say Christians are blah, blah, you know, Christians never do anything. Well, you know what? Here's a good news story about some good Christians, uh, who are going to be used mightily to, to take care of those babies that were harmed, uh, uh, sadly. And, you know, the good news, I mean, the other good news is, I mean, they were so little when this stuff happened that thank God. Uh, they can actually um, overcome and, you know, overcome this because they were so young um, now that they got safe, pa- safe people and people who love them there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so that's a so that's a really good thing. I'm going to go ahead and tweet this out to you right now before I forget. Don't forget, you can follow me on Bible News Radio everywhere. I actually just uh, post behind the scenes with Bareface and what he looks at during the show over on Instagram at our bible news radio instagram account so if you haven't looked at that yet make sure that you do and uh you get some of the behind the scenes stuff here so um what else was i going to tell you <laughs> i'm getting a lot of messages sent to me right now <clears throat> okay so here's the here's the abortion story okay we got the video did i send you the video
1: um well there's an then... article okay then yes
0: but the video is in the article and it's over on youtube so i will give you a minute to pull that up okay and um i will respond textually to this person messaging me <laughs> producer on air this is what we're doing <laughs> Um, okay, let's see here. I got to pull up the article myself. Yeah. Okay. So this is over on PJ Media, Pajamas Media. That's hmm. what that originally stands for. Well, um, I
1: actually,
0: okay. I actually put the video on my Facebook timeline, Randall. If you just want to see it there. Okay, I've got it now. Okay. So, so this, you guys, is um about eight minutes, but. This is a really good, if I had it, you know, if I was going to teach a class in school, I would definitely be using this video and I would be show. I'd be stopping it. We're going to do that. Can you stop it while we're doing this? Probably, right? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So let's, uh, let's look at the video. Let, well, let me give you the background though first. It says here, um, the article is titled, Shout Your Abortion Movement Targets Children in Creepy Video. Okay. So um, this is a woman. Named Amelia Bono, and it says here uh, she she tweeted the video in which she compares her abortion to quote a crappy dentist appointment. Yeah, she actually did. She actually said that. Um, she says the kids grilled her about it, but the quote educational moment unquote was less a grilling by the kids and more a cringeworthy attempt by Bono to indoctrinate them. Actually, yes, it is, and it's very obvious. Um, but also, you guys. Pay attention to what these kids are asking and what she asks especially in um, in uh, conjunction with religion and all that okay let's go
2: let's do it do you think that sometimes it's not okay to have an abortion I want to say if like if you're being reckless if there's nothing wrong going on I don't know I just don't agree hmm
0: Someone who's had an abortion. Some oh, kids what are we mean. here to talk about today?
2: <laughs> well, I had an abortion. Oh. Hmm. So what do you know or what have you heard about abortion?
0: I don't exactly know what happens, but like you go and basically get rid of the baby from inside you.
2: How, what have you heard? That. Same thing. Have you ever talked to somebody about abortion before?
0: I actually wrote a paper in fifth grade about it.
2: Wow, what yeah. was your paper about?
0: Abortion is okay. Uh-huh. And it also depends on like what's happening and why they got they got the abortion.
2: So you think it's okay depending on the circumstances? Yes. Hmm.
0: Why did you have an abortion?
2: A few years ago I got pregnant and I really didn't want to have a baby.
0: May I ask, what happened? Did he not wear a condom? Did the condom break? Was it
2: Pre-ejaculation. Such good questions, Vanessa. Vanessa. Um, He wasn't wearing a condom. Why wasn't he wearing a condom? Have you ever had two options and one of them like seems easier at the time? Oh yeah, Yeah. like You could take a shortcut,
0: or you could go the long way. It was the shortcut version. Mm. What did your partner think
2: at the time? You know, I think we were both like bummed out that I got pregnant, and he was just like supportive of what I wanted to do. Were you reckless at the time? Um, I mean, I don't... I wouldn't really say that I was being reckless. Mistakes happen. Yeah. And and sometimes you just don't do that in the moment, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm glad.
0: <laughs> Can you pause it just for a second here? When you have an abortion. Okay, so, all right, so, so here's a couple interesting things I know. Uh, first of all, there's no there's no discussion of morality here at all. It's compl- like right now, okay? There's zero, like what's right and wrong. I find it interesting that this young man uh, is is asking her if she was reckless. Interesting choice of words that he's using there. Um, and of course, the lead question is is what have you what have you heard about abortion? And do you think it's okay, depending on the circumstances? Or you probably do. So, the um, interesting thing is that 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 we never hear the whole truth about abortion. Okay, so, but she was bummed out because she got pregnant. That's that's, uh, that's that, that that that's that's sad, actually. Okay, we can continue unless Bareface wants to say something.
1: Uh, no, we can continue.
2: abortion what exactly do you do to like have the abortion you go to the doctor and they put this little straw inside of your cervix and then inside of your uterus and then they just suck the pregnancy out and okay. it was like a crappy <clears throat> dentist appointment or yeah, something It was pause. just like ah this okay so they suck the pregnancy out you notice
0: that <laughs> they they suck it out That's what it's all about. So let me let me let me just say something, because I have to because I'm I'm a woman, just so you know. Okay, so they they suck the pregnancy out. Uh you mean they actually what they do is they put this straw into the back of a baby's neck in there, and then they suck the brains out of the baby. and they crush the skull if it's, if it's you know, developed or whatever. Otherwise, they just go in there, they chop it up like a blender, and then pull it out later. Uh, yeah, so that's what they're doing. They're just sucking the pregnancy out, according to this woman.
1: And sucking the, the pregnancy out. Pregnancy yeah. is describing the state of being impregnated and have uh, a human being uh, growing inside the uterus of a woman. Uh, it's like... It's like, um, it's like, I I was just trying to think of some sort of analogy. It's like, well, let's talk about the gunshot or something where we're, you know, we're here to talk so-and-so in his trial for, for a, a gunshot or for, or, or the, um, you know, for the 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 death of someone, or but at least we recognize the death of a person. That you know, let's not talk about murder, or you know, or the way the murder was caused. But I don't know. It just it is weird to call it the pregnancy. Suck like out the pregnancy. No, it's they
0: it's, sucked the pregnancy out. Sucked. I mean, okay. I mean, see. it used
1: to be clump of cells, and now it's not even. Let's not even equate it with any kind of anything that might be remotely human. It's the pregnancy. Yeah. Back to it.
2: Mm -hmm. This is like a body thing that's kind of uncomfortable, but then it was over and I felt really just grateful that I wasn't pregnant anymore. I've gone into many an internet argument about it. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. just all the social media. Really. That goes down. It's so taboo to a lot of folks, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Do you think that sometimes it's not okay to have an abortion? I want to say if, like, if you're being reckless, if there's nothing wrong going on. I don't know. I just don't agree. Do we want people to just have all those babies? No. So what do we do with them? put them up for adoption. I feel like if I am forced to create life, mm-hmm. I have lost the right to my own life. I should be the one to decide if my body creates a life. Even if you're you giving a decide. kid up for adoption, you still like, have a kid out there somewhere, you know? Yeah. Are you religious at all? I believe in God. Mm-hmm. What do you think that God thinks about abortion? If I were... To say, I think like he's
0: fine with it because there are still babies being born.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think God thinks about abortion?
2: I think it's all part of God's plan. Eh. And okay, wait, that's let's. Than what I said. Okay, <laughs> let, no.
0: okay, so this this young man, I oh, he's so cute. First of all, I won't go like this. Oh, gee, I want to. He's got such nice Touch hair too. Cheeks. I know. I just want to cuddle him and just give him a hug because <laughs> he's got he's got a little bit of you know, he, he believes in God, which is a good thing, but his, he's, he's being influenced by this woman, um, who, who, who actually said she was forced, I wrote this down, this is Forced the to
1: create life. She was
0: forced to create life. Okay? So she was raped? No, I don't, <laughs> she didn't say she was raped, but. Right, so. But, but she was forced to create life? Okay. Um. She was it, it, interesting. I I don't know how old the boy is, but but the way that she's subtly kind of influencing this kid, you know, is is really sad. And this is why I do Awana. Just so you know, I I teach Awana on Sunday night at my church because I want to be in there influencing these kids for righteousness, not wickedness. And this this lady is is definitely on the side of the devil.
1: Yeah. Notice the the subtle implications suck the pregnancy out of you again not nothing remotely related to human life it's a pregnancy and then you know carrying a baby to term i should not be forced to create life so nine months prior to delivery that has nothing to do with life it's creating life is only when that baby exits the birth canal so that's the implication i shouldn't be forced to create life other that means giving birth. Anything prior to that has nothing to do with human life. Is is the strong implication there?
0: Well, right, but she doesn't. She does not care about the life of the baby.
1: It's not a baby till it's born.
0: Yeah, it is a baby. I know. Yeah, I know but, that. Okay. But anyway, okay. And but this young kids kids reasoning that you know because it happens, it's okay with God. It's actually not okay. With God yeah, at, at least
1: she's on the side of, you know, if you're being reckless, which she was, I mean, mm-hmm. she's of childbearing age, her partner, obviously, <laughs> a, you know, a, a potent man was an impotent and they're having unprotected intercourse and not married, which is not a good idea. Was there a possibility of conception and a pregnancy? Well, of course there was.
0: Well, that's what he means by reckless. So
1: exactly, yeah. and to so. say that she she had she had the choice to create life, and she did that. It's you know she wanted to play roulette basically, a pregnancy roulette, and and hope that. Okay, we got didn't. ten minutes. Left I, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is. This
2: is. I knew we should do a whole show on this. but yeah. like, Go on. We'll we'll continue. I really was just thinking about Drake when I said that. <laughs> Are you guys religious?
0: Yeah, I'm Catholic.
2: Have you ever heard of what like the Catholic Church thinks about abortion? I
0: don't think the church liked it. Yeah. Because like they like see it as like killing the
2: baby. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I think that it's
2: up to you. Same. Because. I feel supported by that. <laughs> I believe that like life begins when a person has a baby. Oh, clearly, like some people believe that life begins at conception, which yeah. it doesn't. You- <laughs> Do you know what conception does? That make sense? Yeah. I mean, you when a about- sperm goes an egg, into the egg, it becomes
0: a fetus, and then a the fetus. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I have to stop yes. here. Okay, so if it if it isn't a life at conception then why do you need another person to go in there and kill it? Just curious. I mean, we we can debate this all we want. Is this living or dead? If they have to go to another person to put something inside them in order to kill that living thing inside there, then... Suck out the pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, so their their logic is completely darkened. I mean, their mind is completely darkened. Yes, and the Catholic Church does mislead people. And I am looking at your comments. I'll get them after we're done. Okay, I'm trying to be quiet so I can get through this. We'll probably go over a few minutes, but go ahead. In the womb, it's not really a human being yet.
2: I kind That's of how like, I feel. Yeah, I kind of like to compare it to, like, a sea cucumber. It's not thinking. It's just living. It's like <laughs> your arm is not capable of complex thought. Neither is a baby inside your, your womb. I like your take. At any point, were you like considering not doing it? No, actually for me it was like an instant feeling. Like I was like, I'm pregnant, okay, I'm having an abortion. Was your family mad or okay? They were okay, yeah, they were like really supportive. Which I think was another reason I wasn't scared is because I knew that I had so much support. Have you told a lot of people or just your host family? I told my Lyft driver on my way here. (laughs) I've told so many people about my abortion, so I decided to tell everyone on Facebook that I had had an abortion, and that I was choosing to tell people that because I felt like the pro-choice movement was really silent. The status update went viral, yeah. which like wasn't just people being like, hey, I had an abortion too, yay, let's talk about it. There were like a lot of super angry people who were like harassing and abusing and threatening me. I like to post controversial things. I think everyone should, within reason, have self-autonomy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll post on Facebook sometimes, like, just a, your friendly reminder that abortion isn't murder. <laughs> have you ever been like attacked online by pro-life people? Yes, but I don't call them pro-life. I call them anti-choice. No, because the words. Who would disagree with that statement, right? Like, being pro-life. Mm-hmm. yeah um, like you want people to live their lives yeah to me the phrase pro-life is propaganda because often the people that say that <laughs> don't want to take care of people who yeah. have babies that they can't afford and then are totally poor wait wait they wait, wait, wait. I, to got a, I got i gotta comment object. on that
0: okay so first of all the term pro-life to her is propaganda just like Anti choice is propaganda to me. Okay. So, so again, who,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: who, you know, who controls the language controls the argument, right? Okay. And of course, the liberal media is anti choice, blah, blah, blah. Those, those pro life people are so evil, you know. But her flat out lie or ignorance, I don't know if it's, if it's she's just intentionally lying or just intentionally ignorant about, about people uh, of faith, religious people or pro life people uh, taking care of, of, quote, unwanted children. First of all, there's two issues at hand, or well, it's probably more, but for right now, we'll, we'll stick with two. Number one, it's not my responsibility to take care of your child if you're irresponsible and you get pregnant out of wedlock, right? Okay. I mean, you, if you do the deed, you need to pay the price and take care of that child and not kill it, take care of it, or go ahead and put your baby up for adoption so that somebody else can adopt it. Which, by the way, incidentally, most believers, you know, there are churches around this country that that's what they do. They go in and, and the families in these churches actually adopt these children. There's actually more adoption agencies in America, praise God, than Planned Parenthoods are. Well, right?
1: crisis pregnancy. Sentence. Yeah,
0: crisis. That's what I meant. What did I say?
1: It's an adoption agency. Yeah,
0: right. That, what I meant was. Well, crisis, I'm sure that's true too. Yeah, crisis pregnancy center. So there's more CPCs, crisis pregnancy center. Yeah, that's right. I just want to make sure I wasn't saying anything wrong uh, in America than Planned Parenthood. Thank God. Okay. Uh, but for them to say it's not really a human being, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway so i could go on and on but yeah
1: it's not not a giraffe embryo it's it's not a (laughs) it's not a puppy in the woman's uterus you know it's okay go on cell for cell and and you look at the development after 10 weeks and
0: it's almost done
1: (laughs) anyway as we were yeah
2: access to health care and i'm just like that's not you guys are not pro-life i'm pro-life Do you think it's possible to be anti-choice for yourself, but pro-choice for others? Yeah, everyone has a different background with like, faith and just how they think about the world, how they think about when life begins. Is it an arm, is it a sea cucumber, is it a baby?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Uh, Yeah. We know that you think it's an arm. At the end of the day, it's my body and the idea that a group of like, old white dudes dudes in the government would tell me, yeah. I can't tell you how many times some old white dude has told me how I should be, how I should look. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're baffled by you. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I have a lot. Do you have any tattoos? I do, I have one. Do you wanna see it? Oh my god. (laughs) Nice, it's so rad. (laughs) (laughs) Is it weird like being defined by this one thing that you did? It feels like I'm like living my exact right life. God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you much. for talking to me, Zara. Of course. Thank, Thank you soon. so much. It was great to meet you. You too. All right. Thanks,
0: guys. Right. Bye, bon, Amelia. OK, da, da, okay. bye.
2: Da. Hi, I'm Amelia Bono. To learn more about me and my work with Shout Your Abortion, we just published a new book. Check the link down below and be sure to watch more kids meet videos. Bye. Do you think that sometimes You know what,
0: as a woman who could not bear children, <clears throat> this bugs me on so many levels. But just keeping to the propaganda piece we just saw, you know, it really stands out to me more than anything in that whole video that completely breaks my heart. I mean, really honestly, is her hardness of heart i mean to have a heart that callous towards a baby that god blessed her with and to really give god the finger i mean i'll just put it that way uh you know it makes me wonder like what happened to this person what what did the the, what did she go through that her heart has been so hardened You know, some people would say broken, but you know what? I don't see any contrite broken heart there. I see a hard heart, and um, it's tragic. And hopefully the children, um, the young people that were in there, um, you know, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully they, uh, you know, they they hear the truth. All right, let me go through some of your comments. I know you guys were commenting here. I'm going to scroll back up. There's a lot here. Okay, let's, uh, okay. All right, okay. If you're being reckless, okay, let me see here. I don't know how to say your name. Is it Nair? Nary? Nair? I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your name, but I see you. Um, That's what you say. That's very prideful of her. How old is the boy? I don't know. Saying, forcing to have a baby. She opened her legs to that man. Sorry, sis. Well, no, you're being right. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Um, Melanie says she chose to create life when she chose to sleep with someone. Uh, nobody forced anyone to create life. She made the choice to fornicate with the man. I think you said that same thing. Um, let's see here. Faith, Hope, and Love says, I don't trust any people, including pastors. Trust Jesus. Okay. Well, a lot of people feel that way. Uh, Ugh, Catholic Church is misleading people. Melanie says, Life does begin at conception. Nair. I'm not sh- I don't how- I'm sorry. I don't know what your name but it says they have a sick mind. Melanie says she's clearly a narcissist. I would not. Mm, mm, I'm not. I'm not. She, she might be, but I would also say she's got a little bit of sociopathic tendencies there. Uh, see cucumber. Someone please educate that boy. Anti-choice. I call pro-choice people pro-death. Says Melanie. I guess I'm anti-choice. LOL. Says Nair Nairy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to, how to say that. But what about the baby's body? Your plan, not God. So many triggers from this video. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's simply like catching a cold and getting rid of it to some, says Odvar. <sighs> what did the baby do to that heartless lady? Yes, Nair. Okay. Uh, Nair, that's cool. Now, where are you at, Nair? I'm just curious. Um, Would you like to punish her in some way? No. Actually, I wouldn't. You know, I... I would like to talk to her. I mean, the therapist in me or, you know, the, just the compassionate person I am, I want to talk to people like that. I actually used to. In fact, I, I, I'll i share this really fast. When I was in my training as a therapist, um, I actually was in a clinical supervisory meeting. Some of you may have already heard this. You're in Ohio. Okay. Nice to meet you. Okay. Anyway, I was in a meeting and there was a, one of my fellow therapists had a question. We were in supervision and she said, you know, I have a client that that wants to have an abortion, but we're, we wanted to think find out if there's other options. And I, I raised my hand. I said, yeah, there's other options. There's crisis pregnancy centers that you could recommend her to if she doesn't want an abortion and she wants another choice, if she wants adoption, just as an example. And the therapist that was leading um, my training was a flaming liberal woman. And she actually looked at me and she said, um, something to the effect. Oh, I didn't know that. You're pro-life? I said, yeah. And she goes, well, you know, I go out and I, I, I march, you know, on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. I'm out there with my sign marching and all this other stuff. And, um, I, uh, I, I said, well, you know, I am too, except I'm on the other side. <laughs> While you guys are yelling, keep your laws off my body, keep your laws off my body. Uh, I said, I'm just, you know, trying to point people to where there's some hope but what was funny was the supervisor I forgot her I think it was Sheila but I can't remember it's been so long ago it's been almost 20 years um, anyway the the therapist said to me she she looked at me and she goes I already like you <laughs> it was just funny because in my clinical training the leaning in this public place I, I served in was this liberal woman feminist who was pro-choice or pro-abortion whatever um she had to she she's like I already like you darn it <laughs> ah, you're pro-life and I like you anyway Rah. and but anyway the good news is that that um the the lady actually got another got it actually got another uh reference to you know um, the situation so anyway just thought I'd share that because I could. Uh, yeah. All right. This week, coming up Thursday, as far as I know, the one and only Ro Show, the host of Ro Show, Ro herself, is going to join us on Thursday. So I hope you guys come back Thursday for the show. Tomorrow, we're going to have another show. I think, do I have a, no, I don't have a guest. Not yet. So we're probably going to pick some more stuff up having to do with this. There's so much in the news. It's really hard for me to narrow it all down because it's just, there's just so much. But um, Nair, thank you for what you said. I appreciate the the fact that you love our scopes. Have you guys been slugged yet in the morning? If not, make sure you join us in the morning (laughs) for our morning devotion time. It's clandestinely referred to as being slugged. Um, You can do that. And uh, join our email list. I have a little recap in there as well. Our text message list. You can text Bible News to 33222. And if you want a pickleball paddle you can also now go to goldenpickleball.com i might have to get a graphic of this at some point and use the coupon code pickleballfaith you can save 10% on the pickleball paddle that they have there it's the only one they have um if you're new to pickleball it'd be a great paddle it's $54 and that includes free shipping okay just so you know so you you can check that out as well and this is a pickleball pickleball is not included so here's the good news people you know what god knows god knows He knows. He knows the evil stuff. Don't get discouraged by what you hear. Just remember to keep looking up because God's going to return soon. Jesus is on the throne, right? And prayer changes things. And you know what? Just keep your heart soft. Remember the Lord and what he told you to do. And remember to be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you, people. Let's share that message with somebody today. Go out there, share it with one or two people. Let them know that God can forgive them of their sin and that everything in the end will work out okay because a lot of people have lost hope we need to be those ambassadors for christ and give people hope right right all right okay so we'll talk to you tomorrow and uh thanks for tuning in today i really appreciate it bye